with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi. Um, I'm a pretty new listener to your um, telephone line. And sure. I must tell you, I'm very impressed. It's very, very nice to hear so many awarenesses of things. And Thank your, you. Your concepts Thank are really, you. really good. Very, very Thank good. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to the family. Thank you. Along with yes. all the awareness, there's some questioning sometimes. Always, please feel free to question. Question okay. is a human healthy part. I question all the time. Right. So it's like this. I was listening to your um, personality disorder concept, what you say about it, and I was just you mean there pain? Wait, can you share with me what did you hear before you say the question? And what did you hear when I discuss a personality the cloud, disorder? The, cloud, the, the, the concept of, of this personality yeah, disorder, not in particular, pain. just in general. Yeah, that they're in such pain that it's very right. difficult to interact with them right. unless you create boundaries, which is normal. Right, sure. right. So my question is like this. What happened to the old-fashioned Silas Yeshurim who talks about Midas flaws and such? Um, I understand Wait, that I don't understand more the question. What is the question? Okay, the question is whether personality disorder can always be 100% diagnosed or is Chas it maybe Shalom. mixed with Chas a little bit of medicine? Of course. We say that all the time. If someone has a personality disorder, you've got to be diagnosed by a licensed professional. And okay, we so always tell people you, to speak to them. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on before you go there. When you're saying speak, it, notice whenever we say there's a personality disorder concept, we always say speak to the Rav. Don't you think the Rav is the one supposed to say when you should be listening to Masil Susharim? When you should okay. be learning that, or when the Rav tells you, now you have the right, you need to create healthy space. Remember, space isn't disconnecting. Space is saying that I can't speak to you smack in the middle of supper time. But the person that's ill, that parent, mm -hmm. brother, sister, grandparent, mm -hmm. aunt, uncle, that's ill, will not want to accept that. We'll say, I need to speak to you right now. So mm -hmm. when you speak to the Rav, the Rav tells you, yes, it's your mitzvah now, to say mm -hmm. now that you're taking care of the kids to do that. Yeah, Remember, the wrong is going to tell you, but you I'm what still to do wondering first. if a person who is diagnosed with personality disorder, sure. right, does that mean they can't have bad midas anymore? It's only well, that? I don't understand, or could I don't it be understand a what you're referring to. Let's, let, let's take your question to a different level. Okay. Is a diagnosis bad midas? Right? Isn't that a great question? Why do we have to go to personality disorder? Let's go to something else. Is anxiety a lack of chesarna of amuna and betachen? How could you ever have anxiety? If you believe in Hashem, you have nothing to worry about. Right? Why are we going to personality disorder? Let's take simple stuff. Is depression someone that's missing amuna and betachen? Why are you depressed? You have no right to be depressed. Everything is uh -huh. from Hashem. Okay. Right? Can you answer that? I'll, I'll, I'll answer you that very often when you see a personality no, 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 I want you to go, no, no, why not get a personality disorder? Okay. You're taking a complicated, okay, I want to take simple. To, to I'm going to okay. your question. Your question is about bad midos. So let me ask you, if you're saying mental disorder is yeah. an issue of midos, then I want to take a simpler question. Mm -hmm. Is depression an issue of someone lacking a moon and betachen, and that's why they're not doing better, that's why they're depressed? No. Is anxiety someone that's afraid? An issue of no. Amun and Betachen, and that's because, why because they're afraid. Because anxiety and depression is more clear-cut. You could, you why? Could, I don't know why. I, exactly. I see, I see people who, who are distorted with, with their minds, right? They, they have very bad way of thinking, and they can manipulate you and do things like that. So wait, like hold that. on. So why aren't they taking Masil's Yesharim? It's a magnificent safer. 
Unbelievable. Why don't they, right? Yeah. Why you know, don't? What, what why are they going my for mind therapy? Was, wait, why I isn't thought, there love? Wait, why aren't we saying? Yeah. I thought it could be a mixture, like you said, uh, with Shalom bias, that 70 or 80 percent is you should be on one page, and 20 to 30 percent you can you can be your own person. I like that. That's very true, and I could relate to it. It's very very good awareness. I was thinking maybe, maybe a person can be diagnosed with, with uh, personality disorder. But why are we jumping to personality disorder? We haven't gotten to all of these. You know, I feel just like in Yiddishkeit, before you jump to the hard Shilas, you first go to the easier Shilas. Because okay. the easier Shilas will answer, will give us a mahalach for the harder Shilas. So let's start with the easier Shilas. Okay. The easier question is, if someone has depression or anxiety, is that a sign of lack of amunah betachin? Can no. you answer that question? No, absolutely Why not? not. Explain to me because why they're not. Ill. Because they're if ill. If they have amunah betachin, how are they going to have a problem? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because that person is only involved with themselves. They are depressed. They are anxious. It's just affecting them. Whereas... No, 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 stop. That's not correct. Let me take my... Let's build my, my case the other way. Okay. If depression and anxiety is a munan betachen, then yeah. how is it that they take a pill and for those that have at the chemical level of, 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 of depression or anxiety, and all of a sudden their anxiety and their depression disappears? What happened to the safer? Is that to this pill? Is this pill now a safer from Mesul's Yashar? And let's take the step even a step further. What happens when a guy doesn't have anxiety? Does that mean now that they have a munan betachen? Does that mean if a guy takes the pill, now he learns Mesil's Yasharim and he's okay? So what we need to understand, and here we need to ask the Rav, the difference of when there's a bad midah to when there is a distortion in the way that they are thinking. It's an illness. It's from severe pain that they are thinking in a wrong way. This negative way of thinking can bring to depression. This negative way of thinking can bring to anxiety. And this negative way of thinking, if you've got five out of the nine criterias to be diagnosed, a personality disorder, then that's your diagnosis. Which means if you have one out of the five, I might say that's a bad meter. But when you have now five out of the nine, now you hit a criteria of a, of a mental disorder, which means you're in pain. You're in severe pain that now you're acting so many different ways not healthy. But what you're saying also is that it's not possible to have both bad middles and a disorder? I don't know. I'll explain to you. In my opinion, this you have to speak to Rob. In my opinion, bad middle is that someone has a weakness in one place means for whatever reason, you could see sometimes kids are born, like one kid is born with getting angry. Another kid is too gentle and doesn't know how to defend themselves. So I would say a bad media is that some kids are born with natures, that the parents are able to raise them and help them get out of that. If the parents couldn't, because the parents don't have those skills, then the kid, then this kid could end up being an adult that's either hurt or sometimes gets angry, or sometimes gets too shy. Whatever meter they have, they didn't work it out to the balance, so that area, they're shutting off in one place. Mm-hmm. A personality disorder is mm-hmm. someone that I can't believe Hashem will give someone five or six or nine bad mm-hmm. meters. 
In fact, we understand how this happens. We see their environment. We see their way of thinking. And we even have the refuah to it. So if there's a therapy mahalach that can identify due to the pain, due to their way of thinking what the disorder is, and if they do the therapy, they get better, then it's not anymore, in my opinion, a bad mita. Mm-hmm. A bad mita is you have kas, a personality mm-hmm. disorder, depending what it is. If it's borderline, it's not just anger. They have a severe emptiness within. They look at themselves as worthless. They yeah. have a way of needing to manipulate and control. Uh-huh. They're under pain every single second. What it's you're saying not is like when this. they manipulate, they're also doing it out of pain. Sure. A, per, a person has personality disorders under huge pain. The only two, not the only two, but if someone's a narcissist, they numb their pain that they don't feel it. But when you get in, the minute they don't get what they want, you see their pain, you see their anger. Mm-hmm. Sure, if someone's a personality disorder, they, the core is emptiness. The so core people is around them pain. have to learn how to how to protect themselves from, from... That's right, of course. That's what the skills are happening. That's uh-huh. where the Rabbanim get involved. Uh-huh. The Rabbanim tell you when the therapist helps you out, and together you realize you could speak to them after 9 o'clock, and how to remain strong and not to feel guilty when they call 6, 7 o'clock. Now, but those that have the personality disorders, they can call you 85 to 90 times, and I'm not joking when I say 85. I'm talking about 85 times in a row. Wow. In my office, sometimes they tell me, boy, we're already dealing with a severe issue. I said, how do you know even before they came in? Because they called 25 times in a row, and they count on caller ID, 24, 25, just well, because we didn't get OCD, back. We no? They're in OCD? severe pain. Oh, wow. So what are you getting? What was your question? I thought, I thought yeah. I, I didn't, obviously I didn't see that sheet of what, di- what makes you a, a, a diagnosed. To, to this mm-hmm. disorder. So obviously, I did not see that sheet, so I, I, that's where my mistake is. But I thought when I was listening to your 70 to 30% thing that maybe this can also be put into that category. 70% the person is, is a disorder. You and know, 30% yeah. has to work on himself. Let me help you out. What I'm going to do right now is I'm taking out, I have the book right in front of me, the DSM 5. And since everyone is so curious, I'm going to read to you the criteria that you must have minimum five out of these nine. Mm -hmm. And just for borderline, and then you'll tell me if it sounds like someone that just has one bad meter, which means that they're an anger issue, or is this nebuch something that's now a little bit more, that that the family members need to understand their pain and how to deal with it. So remember, you need to have minimum five out of these nine. Rabnissa, would you like to hear the nine levels? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the first one is a frantic effort to avoid real or imagined abandonment. That means if they feel you're going to hang up or you're going away, they're going to go nuts. They're going to have to call you a hundred times. You sure you're not leaving me? You sure you're still here? You go on vacation. They're going to call you all the time. If you don't answer their phone, now they're going to get angry at you. How could you leave me? You're speaking to them an hour and a half on the phone, and then when you're ready to hang up, now you're hanging up on your grandmother, on your mother, on your brother, on your sister? I need you now. Okay. So that's one. Would you call that a person as a shlechtamido or someone that's in pain? No, to me it sounds like OCD, but whatever. Well, let's not jump yet to diagnosis, but you realize it's not bad me. This it's is disorder. number one. No, this is disorder. The, okay. Okay. Next. The second one is a pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships characterized by alternating between extremes of idealization and devaluation. That means, in simple English, there is a pattern, not just one time or with one person, 
there is a pattern of holding someone, respecting them, means extreme idealization. Wow, they're amazing, you're great, I'm speaking to you, I'm feeling great. And then to that same person, Arusha, Amarusha, crazy mm-hmm. person. They don't answer my phones. They call themselves a Rav or a Rebetzin or a therapist or a son or a daughter or a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law. You have to have extremes with several people. When they're with you, they love you, and then all of a sudden they're against you. Whoa. Does this sound like someone with bad mitos, or does this sound like more of a disorder? Remember, we still have to have nine. I'm going to read nine. You have to have minimum five. It's not just one. I didn't hear this. This is, uh, this is I'm reading you the actual diagnosis in order to diagnose borderline personality disorder. The third one is identity disturbance, means markably and persistently unstable self-image or sense of self. They're consistently feeling, I'm not a good person. I'm a terrible person. Tell me I'm okay. I'm full of doubts. Their mm-hmm. image of themselves is worthlessness. So when you speak to them one-on-one and you start going, what do you feel inside? I'm terrible. I'm a horrible person. People don't want me. People don't like me. No, Does this sound bad. like someone that has bad measles or someone no, that has a no, disorder? No, it sounds good. Bad. Sounds Let's bad. continue. This is only number three. Let's go to number four. Impulsivity in at least two areas that are potentially self-damaging. <laughs> that means in two areas... They spend a lot of money. When they're in pain, usually when they spend money, they feel better. Ah, I spent it. Unfortunately, um, sometimes in drugs, sometimes reckless driving, binge eating, they're using that to ease and soothe their, their serious pain. And in the from world, I would, I would change it because these aren't so much in the from world when we've got it. But I would put a lot more in self-damaging behaviors is maybe attacking people. When they're angry, they're attacking. But this one, we usually have less in the from world. Believe it or not, spending, there's a tremendous amount of those that are borderline because of their pain. Healthy people also spend too much, in my opinion. That's right. That's why this we have less. (laughs) The fifth one is reoccurrent suicidal behaviors, gestures, or threats, or self-mutilation behaviors means either they have some cut themselves or around them is going, I don't know why I should live. I was thinking about jumping. Not that they're going to do it. Sometimes they might. But around them, when you don't answer their phones, you're in doubt. I hope they're okay. All of a sudden, you see four or five calls. There's that fear around them that they use this suicide as excuses, or they cut themselves, or they hurt themselves. Mm, Is this, again, bad meters? This sounds very bad. No, this sounds like That's right. Let's go to the sixth one. Affective instability due to marked reactivity of moods. That means that they get into terrible bad moods, not because they're in a bad mood, because of an outside situation. That means if someone tells them no, if all of a sudden they got a ticket, if all of a sudden a kid got a bad mark, the outside environment gets them into a terrible mood. Let me go continue the parentheses. means intense episodes of dysphoria, irritability, anxiety that lasts several hours, rarely a few days, but at least several hours for a couple of days. So they could be in a great mood, and all of a sudden one situation goes wrong, they're in a terrible mood for hours, and no one can pull them out. They need hours and hours of help. Would you say this is, again, bad mitos? I don't know. This one doesn't sound like a sickness. This sounds more That's like... right. The seventh one is chronic feelings of emptiness. Chronic means it's going on for months and for years. It's not like we're having a bad day or sometimes we have a bad week that everything's going wrong or what's going on. This is chronic. This is going on for years. Mm. Eight. The eighth one is 
inappropriate intense anger or difficulty controlling anger. So there's inappropriate things. Let's say someone tells him, I can't speak to you now. And all of a sudden they yell, you crazy person. All of a sudden saying something. Or if you tell the person, you know something, I'm very tired. Or you set a limit. Or you say, you know something, I know you wanted to get Siddur Kedushin, and I'm going to give you Brachacharita. Or I got to give now something to someone else. I usually come over for supper. I can't come for supper today because I got to go to my mother-in-law. But you went there two nights. All of a sudden this extreme anger for something that it makes sense to be a little annoyed, but the, the response isn't appropriate, and it's not just once. This happens often. They can't control their anger, the intense anger that's scary to be around them. Again, would you call, remember, you need five out of these eight so far. I'm okay. going to give you now well, the ninth one, one. This one I'm not putting into the category. This one you could work on. You don't have to Good. So again, we need the whole compartment. So that's okay, why it's yeah, borderline. It. It's not one. Okay. And the ninth one is transient stress-related paranoid ideation or severe disassociative symptoms. That means that they've got chesboinus. Everyone wants to get them. And the reason why this one didn't call mm. now is because all these chesboinus are going on. Suspicious or the other way around, they don't feel themselves. They're so angry, they're not even feeling that they're anger. They're happy, or they can't even feel happiness because they don't feel they're attached to their body. They tell you many times, I don't feel myself. I don't know where I am. I'm, it's like this divot gets into me. Would you also call this a person that has bad meters? Mm, I don't know. This one, I don't know. I, you Good. Know, so I don't now, exactly understand, know what it is. we need to be admissible. Good. So do you thing. understand that to be borderline, I'm getting, you need I'm getting, I'm getting the difference of what I thought and what it is. I'm Great. So, now my question Hold on. Could you is, just explain to me? Explain to me the difference of what you thought it is and what you're hearing now. I thought it was just really, really bad midas, and they're giving it a nice name, a new name, a modern right. name, up-to-date name. That's what I thought. That's right. Excellent. But, what are you hearing now more? I'm not saying you even agree with it. Now you're what are telling you me that it's, 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 it's crossing that. It's not plain midas. It's worse than that. It's, it's deeper. It's, it's, it's more complicated, not so simple. Is this curable with medication, such, such things? Absolutely not, unfortunately. Because no. this is an emotional component, sometimes they, use, sometimes they do give medication to help take the edge off, mm -hmm. but most of it is their way of thinking. There is a system out there called DBT, Dialectical Behavioral uh -huh. Therapy, uh -huh. and Schema Therapy. Those are the two mahalchem that are used to help uh -huh. heal the mahalach, but that's changing their mind. I hear. It's, it's not the same category as me. This is a different thing. I right. hear you. Unfortunately, it's, it's around. But what happened 50 years ago? We also had all this? I'll tell you. I just shared today, because I was talking to someone, this wonderful question. I'm glad you're asking. I'm glad you're a beginner and welcoming to the concept. So let me share with you a, a concept that I've, that I've heard. When people ask me what was, I understand the theory. It's called more in the social. First, Rabbi Nissen, could you get involved before we get to this question? First, what do you say to this borderline concept, going through the diagnosis of what it takes to be borderline? Does it sound like bad midas, Rabbi Nissen? What do you hear? It's, uh, it sounds like a disorder, definitely. Yeah. It's no, yeah. you know, that we're trying to, I know, you know, my, you know, you know, when we started this program, I was very skeptic. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm very, very skeptic, and I said the exactly, is, exactly the, the same. The lady, person, you know, I said when, when you see a person with bad midas, you could 
mix it up for 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 this order because it's it's very close. Right. If somebody's in calf or something. You could think maybe he has a disorder. It 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 does confuse you. That's right. In fact, someone that has that's diagnosed with a major. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I take it back. Someone else. No, I I got two messages. One person that was diagnosed with a with a major borderline disorder, they share it with me, and they're even like in a hospital in and out several times. And someone else I know that's a great person is saying, "You are not born personality disorder. You're not born with that." What does that mean? It means personality disorders a large part has to do with a with the environment. Environment. Uh-huh. Yeah. It could become. It could develop. Exactly. Midas is something you're born with, so you could be a fast Mida, and now you have to learn how to balance it. If you don't balance it, then you won't be home, or you won't be using your patience to listen to the person speak. But the depressive, the, uh, sorry, the borderline components, this, eight, this, this amount out of nine, the five out of nine is many times environment and could even be your biology, but the, together between the biology and the environment put together is where that's happening. And the beauty of having this concept of the DBT system is it teaches you the skills that now you think differently, and now it will help you function like everyone else. So, yes, the DBT system helps people get healed. Can we say everything? I don't know if everything helps everything. I don't know in that I don't know if I believe in that sentence, but can many, many, many people get helped? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to my other question. Does did yeah. this exist fifty, sixty, seventy years ago? <clears throat> the same okay. thing? So let me share with you the concept that I like sharing with many people, and that is I would take your question even a lot of steps further. What happened to this generation that we didn't hear of so many people depressed? We didn't hear of so many people with anxiety. We didn't hear of so many people having post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. We didn't hear that much of all the, let's say, the personality disorders of the narcissism. Where was it? So I would like to share with you just one little theory because I don't have the answer to this. But what I do want to create an awareness is that my theory is that if one piece of the dynamic changes, then the whole situation changes. For an example, I'm going to give three examples. It used to be in the Altaheim, let's say, and I want to talk about 150 years ago because electricity wasn't around that, that long. Could you imagine that now it's the winter years, it gets dark at 545, and it's dark. What do you do? You have candles in your house. You're up two hours later, three hours later, but you go to sleep. Do you know what it's like to get nine hours sleep, ten hours sleep? Because Vasekin at these times is like 645. So imagine from nine to six, you're sleeping. There's nothing to do. Candles cost money. Oil costs money. Mm You used to learn just with a little candle, the person that would learn it was one thing. You didn't keep it going all night in the houses. It was dark. You had the, the moon and the stars. Could you just imagine just one criteria that that changes, that everyone gets nine hours sleep every night, ten hours some night? Or about Victor Miller, when people used to come to him with the problems as soon as they had sources, you know what? Please sleep eight to nine hours for two weeks and then come back to me and then I'll give you a night, sir. Most of the time they said the problems were settled. 
So could you understand that just by the, by the creation, by the invention of electricity, while it's amazing, but that in itself could be enough of a reason that people are disconnected, that people are getting developing these personality disorders. So they're not just, sleeping It's possible. Why? Is you trying to say they're not sleeping enough? I'm trying to say not sleeping for many, many years is a major problem, yeah. Okay, Working okay. on four or five hours of sleep, it's very normal for people to focus on. What happens when you don't sleep enough? You're tense. You're nervous. People bother you. Mm-hmm. Now let's add on another little component. Do you know what it was like? Again, I'm just using physical levels, not even emotional yet. Right. Do you know what it was like in the, when you used to go in, in pre-war Europe when you are connected, it was a little town, you learned, you were learning the whole time, you weren't connected to the whole world. They used to have, you got a telegraph once in who knows how long, you got a letter once in six months. The world was a small world. It was a healthier was, environment. That's, what that's right. So could you imagine, you don't have all those fears and anxieties, what's going on mm-hmm. all over. And I'm talking about, let's even go back 200 years ago. Before, again, electricity and everything that was connecting 200 years. Yeah. Do you know what that would do to the brain not get so much information? What's going on? The pressure, the social pressure today that if you make a half a million dollars in many places, they feel poor. Because my friend just donated a million dollars to Shul. He got his name all over. The whole world today, you go to Bootsamadorsham and you see that someone here donates it from this country and someone from that country. And people are expecting themselves to be so much further, the pressure. And what happens if this is happening two, three generations now? A grandparent is under stress, and therefore they taught their children how they're never happy, I should be having more. And now the grandchild has it. Do you see just that, a little effect, what that will do? Now let's add on another component to it. World War II, Hitler, Yamach Shemai. Do you know what that has done to people? When we start hearing who built up, either they went to Auschwitz or to the death labor camps, to the death camps or labor camps, or they were young enough to survive through running through country through country, hiding in cellars and basements, or hiding in Europe, acting as a guy, if anyone would know that you're you're being killed. Or you're living in America 20, 30 years before the war, where if you're Shemr Shabbos, you can't be Shemr Shabbos. You're getting fired from job after job, and in the public schools, they're all teaching you, forget about the old people, forget about the old school. There's nothing there. There was such anti. What do you think will happen to generations that they are leaders? They withstood all that. Today, we can't withstand 5% of what they went through. Right. Now, this, this so is a very, very strong Can point. you realize how the severe trauma of surviving a Hitler, I just spoke recently to a friend of mine that told me his father at 50 lost his wife and kids, got remarried and had three kids. He says this is his grandfather. He said his father was born to this grandfather that lost a wife and kids. When he was 50 years old, he had his boy. Do yeah. you think this person, this Holocaust survivor, lost his wife and kids, has now a newborn baby? has patience for a baby crying and to sit and talk no, to no, this No, no, this just makes the most sense. I mean, this, this, this talks for itself, I mean. Right, can you realize yeah, what is. leaders we are? They're still, we're dealing with secondary traumas, still from the Holocaust, and okay. even though it's not a direct link, but there's so much there. 
So when people are busy with what changed, it's so bad, it never existed, I don't know what was. All I do know is... This one is reasonable. Good. I'm glad this one is recognizing is good to you. But I want to know that I'm going back in college and going for the PhD, and a lot of the studying that they're doing is showing us how little effects, little changes can make big changes in the long run. So yeah. what I'm saying is I just shared with you several little reasons, and this with Holocaust Hitler was a big reason, Yamach yeah. Shemite. Yeah. But one thing is clear. This generation, we have a tremendous amount of pain, anxiety, depression, and they're workable. My goal of this line is to create the awareness with reminiscing together that we're able to say you can change and you can heal. Yes, you can. Yeah, There's no reason wonderful. to be afraid and to stay stuck. It's very, very important. That's very, right. very important. Because we're going through all this, the awareness is very, very important. That's and both right. sides. Yeah. Yes. Our know, time is running, but I... We need to understand what's going on, and it, it helps. Yeah. You know, we're talking about so much about the option that so many we have right now, the overwhelmed options. You go to the supermarket, you want to buy just cream cheese. How many types of cream cheese you have? 25 types. Okay, yes. and you don't know. You study, don't know what to choose. How many dresses can you? I, I sound. It sounds a little bit older, lady. Uh, when you, you was young, how many dresses you have in in, in the closet? Oh, we had one Shabbos and one okay. Wednesday. Okay, yeah, fair, good. And what happened today? No, how many to shirts I have? Sure. It's, sure. We overwhelmed change. with with around it. This is a, was a cell. You know, and, said in a nutshell, we work very, very hard to make life easy. Yes. That's right. And the, the, so the I, easy I, wouldn't exact, I wouldn't even speak just two more minutes or I'm missing about the point that you mentioned. I'd like people to realize that. I think you just mentioned such an important point. Choices are very important for us to have, that we should have a choice and know what we'd like and we should be able to pick it. But too much choice drives us confused and gets exactly. us confused. Yeah. I had a client, I don't want to go into it because it's not such a, like appropriate thing, but there's on the website, a certain website where people could, let's say, rent movies from. I don't want to get into it. And this person tells me that you could sort of pay, let's say, a certain monthly membership and you can watch as much as you want. He tells you that someone's done a study, or he's speaking to his friends also, that because there are so many options, they learn to put so many options out there that you're busy choosing that at the end of looking for an hour, you won't pick anything. That means too much choices will drive 100%. us nuts. Yeah, when I go get for, to a dress shop, I look for a smaller shop. I don't want to get crazy. With all That's the right. Yeah. So on one hand, people like a one-stop shop these bigger groceries, bigger places. On the other hand, people say, till I get to learn the grocery, it's too hard for me. I can't go there because I don't know where this is. I don't know where that is. In a small shop, I know where everything is. It's within a little level, and that's why people like boutiques. So Rob Nissen just said something very important. The choices that we have today in America or in the free world, anywhere, because many countries have it, drive us nuts. So could you understand now that take that with a parent that's stressed, that's angry, today, Baruch Hashem, we're able to have larger families, and sometimes, imagine after the seventh or eighth kid, there's a financial turn for the negative. How are those younger kids being raised, dealing with when the parents now more stressed and more nervous, and now it's coming times to marry off the kids. We don't have time to give those kids their foundation. We're in a very stressful life, yes. That's right. Today we're making more money than we've ever made, 
and we're having less we're because very expenses hard to make it are so easy. high. Exactly, yeah. That's right. So each of these components, we just mentioned about five or six of them, mm -hmm. is enough that if you're in such an environment that that's stressful from when you're born, that it can create anxiety, it can create uh -huh. depression, I it see. can create the personality disorders. Mm -hmm. These are so many variables. The beauty is not that I try to figure out why it's happening. It's try sharing, you can get better. You can right. heal. Right. That's our goal. Right, right. Okay, thank you very much. I'm pretty clear now. Yes. Yeah, Thank I you very, very, very much. much. You're welcome. Listening. Take care. Excellent. Listen, I think we handled that very well. Now, what would you say? Um, yeah. Great. Yes. Shall we take the last caller just quick? Go ahead. Let's take the last okay. caller. Mrs. We'll do o it quick. Mrs. Yeah. O. Mrs. O. Listen. Yeah, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a little bit stage right? Oh, so congratulations. I guess I should always be thanking everyone because we've got... New callers calling up, and in the from world to call, I believe it takes an extra kayak, an extra confidence to do that, because it's very likely this this mess, this program is listened to internationally, that someone will hear and someone will tell you, I can't believe you asked this. So I'm exactly. always appreciative and amazed as to how many people call and how brave they are to call up. So thank you, and I want to validate it's normal to have the stage fright. Yes. Okay, so first of all, thank you for everything you do. Really You're helpful. welcome. And I took your parenting course, and I really learned and gained a lot from it a while Thank ago. Thank you. And I'm still implementing a lot of it. Um, wow. I wanted to ask you an interesting thing. Um, my nature, when I was growing up, I wasn't the best kid in class. I was a typical kid sometimes. I was good to the sometimes. I was behaving, whatever. And I have this daughter. She's like a goody-goody, a dolly, 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 dolly girl. And every now and then she comes home and tells me, I mean, the whole class was laughing and blah, 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 because there was a sub. And then, like, when she, like, almost left, I also spoke a little. You think it was an Avera? You think I heard the teacher? And it's, like, getting to me already. Like, how many times I could, could I tell her, it's okay, you're normal, it's human, it's whatever. Or, no, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done it. But are you ready to tell her, like, you don't have to tell me everything. Just do chuga and that's it. That's it. But she doesn't stop. Well, Mr. what do you want to say to that? One second, I want to tell you this famous story about the, Chaf the Chafetz Chaim. That yeah. when he was young and he saw kids doing uh, to the, the guy that was uh, bringing the water. And every morning, every night, he used to put the, the fill up the bucket, and in the morning was ice. And the, the guy, poor guy, has to, to basically chop the ice over there. And Chafetz Chaim used to sneak at night and basically take it off. And this is, shows unbelievable personality and very big soul. For your daughter, and I think that uh, it's very. I know that uh, that you you see it a little bit uh, funny, but I think that you just have to encourage her to continue to to do a good goody goody, as you said. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, but so, if she finds things that she does that are like not good, if she like goes over it, and I tell her, come on, I mean, 90%, you're, you're at the biggest, I mean, there's nobody like you in the world, you know that. She's like, yeah, but maybe I hurt because maybe I hurt her then because of that, because of that. I'm like, come on, please, it's okay, you're So okay. my question, what I would do a little bit differently is I would do exposure therapy with her a little. What exposure means is, 
can you ask her, can you make a mistake in front of me or share with her some of your mistakes and how calm you are? So that's modeling. Have you ever made a mistake? Share with her sure. your mistake and share how you're calm. Share with her how you might have said something to someone and you're okay. You just called them up and you said, I'm sorry. Or you didn't even tell them because it's normal. Brother, sister, sometimes you say this and you get on even between you and her. Maybe just share. Share mistakes that you've done and how calm you are. This will model to her. Oh, you mean, but aren't you nervous about this? No, this is normal. Mm -hmm. So you want to share with her the normal parts of age-appropriate mistakes that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And she That's shouldn't worry. Like, like, let's say, like, today she came telling me that last year somebody told her, um, right, you don't want to be my friend, and I didn't know what to answer. I didn't want to insult her. And when she left, I told her younger sister that I really don't like her. And now I feel so guilty because I told her. I said, come on, that was a year ago. You were a little kid. Father, sir. So I don't know. What, all right, what so all I'm going to tell you is these are things, if you can speak to any of the teachers, Machanachim or something like that, they can guide you. These are normal issues, normal teenage issues. Normal kids feel this way and teenagers feel this way. And what I'm telling you is that there's a process that you can learn how to help her. Meaning? What do you mean by Meaning that? Speak like, to a teacher. She speak tells to me she feels guilty. You, you need guidance. You need guidance. You need someone to speak to once a week and to guide you how to work on it. Like her teacher, let's say. If her teacher is knowledgeable or is principal in school or something like that, find Some out who's a in school that can guide you. Somebody that knows her, like a principal in school, something like that. Doesn't have to know her. Someone that understands chinuch. Your question uh-huh. is an aleph-based question. Baruch Hashem. Okay. It's not a complicated. It's just yeah, it's very the simple. Just I, just, I listen exactly. to you a lot, She's and a I really girl. see that you're really helping yeah. people right, with dear. major, That's major things. It's amazing. Thank you. This is really minor, but I, yeah. I don't know. I was like thinking maybe you can help me with that. Right, so the answer is, right, it's a how-to. is usually difficult to give an answer. Like, it's really about guiding. Like, do this this week, and then we see how did it work. What else does she need? What can we do next week to build it up? So it's really okay. to do that is really the next step. Okay. Like, what to do and how to help is just something that we need weekly follow-ups, and that's how you build up. You try this, and usually within six or seven weeks of just getting try this this week, and then the next week you see big changes. Okay. Thank right. you. You're very welcome. Thank you so okay. much for okay. your question. Thank you. Nice. Thank you yes. very much. Good evening. Yeah. And uh, Mazel Tov again to, yes. to your so, Mazel Tov, brother-in-law. Hashem, we're doing this program earlier because, Baruch Hashem, I have a wedding tomorrow. My youngest brother-in-law is getting married, Moshe Aaron Bornstein, Moshe Bornstein, to Gitti Noble. Wow. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. So, Amen. And right. I want to say that we are continuing the regular schedule and uh, Rabbi Griper follow our Let's Go Together and Rabbi Griper with Ten Commandments of Marriage. Excellent. Coming. Thank you. Thank you and all the best.